0: you crazy metalheads this is King Diamond and you're listening to Iron City
1: Rocks with John
0: Hey everybody this is Steve Riley from LA Guns and you're listening to Iron City Rocks
1: Hi this is Blackie Lawless from Wasp and you're listening to Iron City Rocks oh!
0: Welcome to episode 493 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 492, very, very pleased to welcome for the first time on the show from Wasp, we have Blackie Lawless joining us. He's here to talk about the 40 years live world tour that is just getting started. Um, They're doing dates in the in the United States, including a date here in western Pennsylvania on the 13th in Greensburg. That show is sold out, so if you want tickets to that show, you're going to need to go to a StubHub or wherever it is you go to buy uh, secondary market tickets to try to find a seat at this point, but the tour, as he talks about, will be going on well beyond 2022 and into 2023 and beyond, so... Without further ado, we're going to talk to Mr. Blackie Lawless. Gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome the Iron City Rocks. We have on the line Blackie Lawless. How you doing, Blackie?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: I appreciate you taking the time. It's it's a great pleasure. Was a big 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 fan of the band from probably '84 until now. Um, you're doing a 40th anniversary show. Um, can you talk a little bit about why? What about 40 years, and why you know you didn't do something like this at the 30 year, 35 year? you know, on this kind of scale, especially in the United States?
1: Well, we did. All around the rest of the world, we did the 30th anniversary show uh, to it was called 30 Years of Thunder. And uh, we took it everywhere except for America. And the reason being, and I'm just going to tell you flat out, mm-hmm. the reason being was because of promoters in America. They did not believe that we could sell the tickets, and especially the tickets we're selling now. So we would get... You know, there was grumbling from the fans in America, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know what? I don't want to be the guy that's going to take the heat for this for something that we didn't do. So, you know, would mom always tell you, hey, honesty is the best policy, right? Mm-hmm. So I just started pointing the finger at really where the blame lied and it would lie, and it was with promoters. And so I would tell, you know, anybody that wanted to know, hey, if you want to see this band, then you're going to have to petition. You're going to have to let promoters know you're out there. Now, I'm thinking that's probably never going to happen because, I mean, it's important to understand, whether it's us or any other band out there, I don't care who they are, if you give them a good offer and the venues are decent, those bands are gonna go. I don't care where it is in the world. Those bands are going. That's what we're in business to do. Sure. But like I said, that wasn't the case here. So I'm thinking well, you know, the fans, you know, they're going to grumble, but they're never really going to do anything. Well, a few thousand of them got together with each other. This what I'm what I'm getting ready to say to you, it was absolutely incredible. And it was a groundswell. And they got together via the internet and they started petitioning promoters. And so then we hired, you know, a TKO as a booking agency here in the U.S., which are one of the bigger agencies, and they went to work on it. And it was a groundswell. I mean, it was one of, I don't know of anything like this that's ever happened. I mean, not in rock and roll anyway. I don't, I've been doing this a long time. And I've never heard of anything like this. Yeah, so right. that's really how it happened. So my tip of the cap to the fans.
0: Yeah, and especially in 2022, you know, and in, in, in for a rock band, you know, I mean, you, you see, obviously...
1: Well, this actually goes back a couple of years. Sure. You know, it started around 1920, somewhere around there.
0: Sure, but I, I know, as a fan, you know, of the band, you know, I know when this came across my desk, it was like, wow, I can't wait to break this news, to, you know, to, to our market. And people just went nuts. You know, and then you throw in Armored Saint. It, you know, it was almost like that's almost too good to be true. Um, you know, to get both bands here. You know, and you've got Michael Schenker obviously on some dates, which you know that's even the cherry on the top. But um, you know, to see mm-hmm. a show like this, and then you blink your eye and you realize there's like two, three seats in the entire venue that aren't sold. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a couple of days later, you're like, you yeah, know, there's there's something to this. So it must be very gratifying. Um, for you, you know, at, at this point, especially in, in a post-COVID, you know, the economy in the United States is kind of in the toilet. So people are, you know, not running around with a ton of extra cash, but nobody wants to miss WASP. Um, so that's it's got to be a, a very gratifying
1: and uh,
0: validating for what you do.
1: The, well, uh, I mean, if you if you think about it, you know, from the perspective of what I was saying about the fans using social network to get to network each other it's incredible i mean yeah. i don't know any other way to to describe it and i don't want to like you know over emphasize it but i don't think i can you know i mean it's it's pretty amazing hey in a word it's humbling yeah i mean any artist that could have something like this happen to them especially when you felt all along that you had the ability to do something it would almost be like being you know accused of something you didn't do Mm -hmm. and you're about to go to jail you know and some you know perry mason swoops in at the last minute and you know saves your hide over it It, it, i would say it's not much different
0: yeah and and when i think of you know when i think of the band's history uh, you know and you know especially the 80s the whole you know censorship issue it always seemed like there were these kind of obstacles that the band kind of not only overcame but blew through and and that's that's a a testament to the band the quality of the product that you know you don't you don't have a lot of casual wasp fans i would say you
1: know and and you know there is a dedication to what these these folks do they are passionate um it is it is remarkable like i said it uh you know, it makes me. It turns me into the RCA dog. You know, hmm. and <laughs> only where you turn your head, kind of crooked. Yeah. You know, and go, wow. You know, it is very, very cool.
0: Do you think, in some respects, and, and I, I, it's interesting to look at, it, you know, especially the bands that that had, you know, the the huge breakout songs like in, you know, especially the late '80s that were like mega FM hits. The bands that didn't have necessarily the one song, sometimes fare better down the road. Do you think maybe that actually helped you guys in, in some way that you didn't have, you know, the top eight at eight kind of, you know, single like you know, some of the hair, you know, quote hair bands had
1: it depends on how what barometer you want to use to measure it by because you know, I was watching this thing, I think it was on Showtime a few weeks back, about the Rolling stones or it was called My Life as a Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. where they featured each week was a thing about a different member. And the one that they did for Jagger, Jagger was saying that, he goes, every band that's ever stood the test of time has that one song, the one that everything else is built on. And for us, it's I Want to Be Somebody. I mean, that is the song, you know, we get radio reports every week of what happens around the world, and to use Apple Mm -hmm. um, as as an example, when we get those reports every week, we will average, just on Apple alone, we will average anywhere from 148,000 plays to 152,000 plays. I mean, this goes back to the audience now, about them being passionate and incredibly consistent. I mean, you can literally set your watch by them every week. And in addition to that amount of plays uh, for one streaming service, they also give you a list of the top songs, and they give you the top three every week. Those songs will vary from Wild Child, Blind in Texas, mm-hmm. or Two and Three, and sometimes they flip-flop, Consistently, and they will get somewhere around 10,000 plays a week. I want to be somebody is consistently 25,000 plays every week. That's cool to so, hear. So, I yeah. mean, it's like... Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's go interesting ahead. when you said that, because I, when I think of, of the band, and maybe it's just the time at which, you know, I kind of, you know, I obviously remember you guys and, you know, the circus and the hit parader, but to actually be allowed, quite honestly, to go buy an, an album it was you know it was blind in texas the last command um so when i think of the band you know i'm i'm kind of maybe the second wave um but that's cool because mm-hmm. you know i never thought of you guys as a singles band and that and i mean that in the highest compliment you know i don't look at your debut album and go okay that's you know i want to be somebody and you know the filler it's a little know?
1: sneaky. Yeah. You know, and you are correct. Most people don't think of it as a singles van, but that's a good thing because yeah. when it comes to radio, you live by radio and die by radio. Mm-hmm. But when it's gone on for 40 years and you have X amount of songs in your catalog that are consistent at radio, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. You know, and I mean, then those numbers don't lie. You know, it is, it is astonishing
0: when the band started out obviously I think I'll be quite honest was probably a fan who bought your album before ever hearing it just because of the image that you guys portrayed how much you know when when you're putting that there obviously you know you're a musician that's what you do and that that comes shining through that that was the, the most important thing but without the benefit of being an MTV darling and, and you know, a lot of terrestrial radio stations avoiding you guys. Um, how important, you know, were the Niels's Lowers uh, of the world to, you know, give you guys, or, you know, to help you portray that image, you know, in the magazines, which made people like me want to go buy the albums?
1: Well, it was huge because when you take into consideration that, you know, any band that does visuals will really fall into a category of the audience listening with their eyes mm. a lot of times and not their ears you know so you're what you're saying as a performer is hey i'm going to be different mm. you know and i'm going to grab you by the nap of the neck and i'm going to make you pay attention to me so if you're a band that does that you have the additional pressure of the music not only having to be good it has to be better than maybe someone who doesn't do a visual presentation because the visual image is so overpowering. It has a tendency to dwarf the, the music. And I, we used to tell people in the beginning, when we first started, because, you know, obviously this was happening even then, where, you know, people were listening with their eyes and not their ears. And we would say to them, hey, yeah, but what about this first album? You know, we think it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's it's the kind of thing, if, if it comes on the radio and you're listening to it, we can't jump out of the speakers on the dashboard and start doing, you know, the show right there for you. Those songs better stand on their own. And if they don't, we're in trouble. And we were trying to tell people that then. That first album is now considered... A, a classic, you know. But trying to tell people that at the time was very, very difficult because, like I said, when it comes to sight and sound, the majority of the time, sight is going to win out over sound. And it, you know, I mean, that's not you know a problem that's unique to us. You know, it's it's any band that does something like this.
0: Yeah, and, and that, that's well said. I mean, it, you 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 make a, a very valid point that that it, ultimately, if you guys had come out and sounded horrible or had weak songs the visual only lasts so long you know that that I think you know becomes the flash in the pan but you know the great thing was is those albums you know in the car stereo just killed you know and and they buried a lot of the you know you listen to the, you know albums of that same you know 1983, 1984 your debut torches a lot of them you know so that um
1: well you know we've been in rehearsal for a month now and there's uh, this production is pretty elaborate i mean this is mm-hmm. well i would say without question it is the biggest show we've ever done and that is not sales i i'm telling you for a fact we are we are taking an arena size show into theaters and even when we were doing arenas before, the show wasn't as big as it is now. You know, this is our 40th anniversary. We're only going to get to do this once, and so we want to make it as big and as bombastic as it can possibly be. You know, so like I said, the visuals of this, well, just, you know, just as a teaser, it it's going to look like an old 1930s circus carnival slash roadware slash voodoo ceremony you know it's all of it rolled together when you walk into the room not only are you going to see this but you're going to smell it too i mean we've got a way now where we we can pipe in the smell of cotton candy and popcorn (laughs) into the room and so we want to transform you and transport you into this environment and and do this presentation Honestly, and I can say without reservation, what people are getting ready on to see on this tour, no rock band has ever done before. Now, I know that's a huge claim, but it's a fact.
0: Is it just to give people an idea, how much time production wise, like from, you know, from the, when you first started this idea of this tour to conception? Goes into that, like as far as planning and you know logistics and the, you know, of getting all that production together. Two years. Okay, so you've got.
1: I mean, it has been enormous. Uh, We equate what this show is going to be to a Broadway play, because, like I said, the well, to give you an idea alone, of what creating, a circus midway goes into. These circus banners vary in size anywhere from 4 feet to 9 feet high. And there are 16 of them around the stage. And when you walk in, you're going to see these old canvas circus banners. They've all been hand-painted. And like I said, the set overall is 16 feet high. And it's all over the stage. And like I said, when people walk into the room and this thing unveils itself, They're going to look at it and go, holy cow, look at the size of this thing. You know, so the planning that went into that, plus there's video that's going on. And to get the video on the stage with all those circus banners, we had to figure out a way to get some of those banners removed, which is no small task to do it in the middle while a performance is going on without having to stop the show, going out there and reconstruct the set. So figuring out what we were going to play, what the videos were going to, to be doing, what the, the whole presentation was going to be, and then again attempting this kind of smell-o-vision thing that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This has been an enormous undertaking. And like I said, I'm, I'll be frank. I'm doing this as much for me as I am for anybody. Because we're going to take this whole thing around the world, and it's the only time that I'm going to do a 40th anniversary. And I think for any any musician to be able to celebrate something like that, it's a milestone. And um, I'm having a lot of fun. I, I'm having more fun doing this than anything I've had in a long, long time, because it's it's infectious all the people that have gotten involved in it when they got the concept of what it was going to be they all went into it 100 head first it has been i've had a tremendous amount of help and as a matter of fact when we get to the very end of the show we're going to roll credits you can see the people that were involved in it just like a movie again this is something i've never seen a band do
0: no no that and that's no, no that's no. actually really you know i think nice to hear you you know the you're tip gonna of the see hat pictures, you know you know, usually right. artists will gonna, say you know in addition hey, to
1: those guys yeah that's in, in addition to those guys you're going to see all faces or pictures of all the guys that have been in this band at any point, and there's you know there's been about a dozen people, a little more than a dozen that have played in this band, um, you know, as a again as a, a thank you or a tip of the hat to them, you know, this has been a few bands make it four years, much less forty. Yeah. So I think it's it's appropriate to say thank you to everyone that's been a part of this for this long.
0: You know, being that you've been at this so long this this might be a silly question but when you when you put this much time effort blood sweat tears and frankly money is a little butterfly when you when you roll this out and, and you know take the stage you know to, to see it in, in a live audience's reaction
1: yes and no uh, but maybe for different reasons than you might think because the butterflies in the sense yes. But it's only because of the outlay that goes into it. I mean, sure. this has been, uh, I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars sure. to get this thing ready to go. And so am I, would, I be, would I have butterflies because of what it's going to be? No, because there's been enough really, really good people involved in this that are show business veterans that know when something is good, and when you see that smile on their faces when it all comes together, you know it's going to work. The one thing that is the X factor is what we've all been through the last couple of years. You know, yeah. could something like this happen again? Could you have an idiot over in Moscow, you know, really throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing? And I know that sounds selfish, but quite honestly, I've stepped up to the crap table. I've taken the family jewels and put them on the table. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's so. But it's not the first time I've done it. I, I mean, I did that with the Headless Children. Uh, that thing was was two million dollars the bankroll before we ever went into it. Crimson Idol, same way, you know. So it's really it's it's the only way I've ever done it. Anything we ever did, we had to put it all on the line. But fortunately yeah. for us, every time fade off.
0: Yeah, yeah. This this one, like you said, though, what we've all been through in the last couple of years, kind of adds a dimension that unfortunately
1: is out of people's oh, control. Oh yeah, it makes you yeah. appreciate. Yeah. It, it makes us a, appreciate our mundane, run-of-the-mill lives. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, we complain about. You know,
2: until something happens.
0: Exactly. Well, Blackie, <laughs> I want to thank you so much. You'll be in Greensburg on November 13th. If you were listening to this, there may be a chair or two left in the venue at most. So. You probably waited too long. But.
1: I'm not sure about that. I yeah, honestly, I think they're gone. But yeah. um, you know, we're doing a VIP thing for the first time, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of those that are left. But uh, fortunately, like I said, this fan base has been remarkable.
0: Yeah, they're you know ready what I mean? for it.
1: Not only did they they say what they wanted, but they stepped up and they proved it. And this is going to have a lasting impact on promoters for a long time and again to the fan base out there thank you folks
0: awesome well blackie i want to thank you so much we will see you in just a little over a month man
1: all right take care john i sure appreciate you taking the time
0: Thank you to Blackie Lawless. Again, that show, November 13th, Iron City Rocks, and Drosky Entertainment. Welcome, WASP, with Armored Saint, to the Palace Theater. You can check out our website for a link to the show for information. Unfortunately, as I mentioned at the top of the program, there are no tickets available for that. There are a few VIP uh, uh, programs available, but unfortunately you need to have a show ticket for that. So, um, if you snoozed, you lost. We had warned... When this went on sale, this was not going to be one that was going to be easy to get. So hopefully you got your tickets and you're going to be fired up. That's going to be a great night of rock and roll. Wasp alone would be well worth the price of admission. Throw an Armored Saint and it becomes an insane value uh, for a band that uh, has not been in Pittsburgh in 20 years. Wasp last played Metropole in 2002, actually, that was. So... Uh, Be awesome to see them get back into town. We're excited to see this show and listening to Blackie describe it. It'll be amazing. You can check out us at IronCityRocks.com. We are on all the social medias at forward slash IronCityRocks and IronCityRocks at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for future guests, love to hear it. Until next time, thank you for listening.